The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win, spelt W-H-N-N. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com and use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com and the promo code SGP. And finally, we'll support you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paper head providers and make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP that's aceperhead.com slash SGP The course of a fighter's life is a tapestry of extraordinary actions of moments that push the thresholds of mortal men The pressure from Poirier continues Poirier continues to land Shine through the ultimate competitor. Cage is hurt bad. With wild abandon. Dustin Poirier by knockout. Moments of triumph. He has fought for everything he's ever got. Nothing's been handed to this young man. Moments when you sign your name everlasting in the history books, not with ink, but in blood. That's a warrior right there, ladies and gentlemen. With the greatest of the great, the hallmarks become true. For every time there really is a season, a season to remind everyone that the king still looms large. (laughs) Conor McGregor returns. A season to change the game and to take it over. To go places that seem impossible. History has been made. And when the stakes rise to staggering heights, to show up in style and make it look easy. Oh! He slapped him! Tonight, as the UFC returns to the scenic shores of Fight Island in Abu Dhabi, the fight capital of the world gets a fitting battle. The reunion of two of the greatest competitors in UFC history. This win over Connor will be huge. Connor's the biggest fight in mixed martial arts you can get. And I'm going to stop Connor. But first, it's a monumental showdown in the lightweight division as New Zealand's hangman returns back into the fray. A chaotic, pressure-forward, ruthless presence in the division set to welcome a champion who has been waiting his whole life to shine brightest under the biggest stage in combat sports. I have been saying it over the last 11 years that I am the best lightweight in the world. I just haven't had the opportunity to prove it. I've got my eyes set on a UFC title, and I will be UFC lightweight champion with the next 18 months. It all goes down on the sands of Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi, and the gap is closing as the gem of six years ago isn't the diamond of today. This is a different fight. I know I'm the best in the world. Poirier 
my hand raised by any means necessary. Yet the double champion isn't the same either. He's rested and more hungry than ever. Oh! That's it. I'm still as excited, I'm still as eager, I'm still as hungry as I was then, if not more. When you combine all the facets of this game, there's no one that is like me. I always knew that, I still do. I just feel I'm untouchable. I'm back now, let's keep going. Live from Fight Island in Abu Dhabi, it's UFC 257, Poirier versus McGregor 2, and it starts... Right now. You are listening to The Fight Show here, a UFC 257 special on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow me on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also, subscribe to the SGP Soccer feed where you will get Das Bundesliga show and the EPL show every week. Two massively profitable shows. If you bet all of the leans, you will make money. So make sure you subscribe to those shows. And of course, we have the Champions League returning soon. Check out my website, lockbetting.com, where we are going for our 92nd consecutive month of transparent tracked profit. When I say transparent tracked profit, I mean every spreadsheet is posted. If you look at the SGP Soccer Twitter, which I just gave out, the pin tweet will always be the PL from the previous month. And if you go to lockbetting.com, it's absolutely free to go and look at every spreadsheet we've ever posted. We are completely transparent and we are looking for our 92nd month of consecutive track profit. We're coming off a winning UFC card in midweek, which included an 8-1 to winner, an 8-1 to knockout and round that we called in midweek. We are 15-3 in boxing. We're coming off a 10-4 and night in US sports, which is the NBA and the NHL. We started the NHL season 15-5. and We've made seven straight days of profit over at LockBetting.com, starting from last Sunday or the way up until the day I'm doing this podcast, which is Saturday morning, seven straight days of profit, 11 consecutive winning days in tennis with the Australian Open coming up at the end of the month. And we have some huge NFL futures that we're looking to cash tomorrow. You will make money. The profit is guaranteed each month over at lockbetting.com. Moving on to this UFC 257 main card, we begin at the top with the main event, which is, of course, Conor McGregor taking on Dustin Poirier. Are, are we ready to announce Conor Dustin January 23rd, Abu Dhabi? I mean, we announced it the day that he signed the bout agreement. It's a fight. Everyone talks about Conor whenever he comes up in the news. They're completely dismissing Dustin. All they're doing is looking at the result of the first fight. This is a completely different fight. I feel like we're both completely different fighters. They're skipping everything that Dustin's done since then. Dustin Poirier is not going to Abu Dhabi to get beat by Conor McGregor. It's not about trying to get back a guy who got me. This is just his business. I must bring it back to the basics, you know, look after my rest, look after my nutrition, treat my body and my mind like a temple, and then everything else falls into place. I think this would be a much better, more interesting, close question. I'm fully committed to being the best version of myself. 
Yes, Conor McGregor, the biggest draw in MMA, returns tonight. His first fight since last year's fight against Donald Cerrone. And he's only actually fought twice since 2016. And he's 1-1 one and one in those fights, losing to Khabib Namagamadov. Yet, he's still labelled as the king. He's still labelled as the number one draw in UFC. And that is basically down to the numbers because this fight is going to do a monster number tonight. We've seen that lockdown doesn't affect UFC's numbers. Well, at least not negatively. In fact, UFC have done some huge numbers on some very average cards during this period because people are staying at home and they're not really spending their money on anything. So they may as well buy a pay-per-view. That is, of course, those people that haven't lost all of their money and haven't had their incomes obliterated by this COVID situation. So UFC has done very well. They led the way for sports in terms of determining how to move forward during the pandemic. And they deserve a round of applause for that. Dana White just did not give up. And we had tons of UFC last year and they are the front runner coming into 2021 and moving on to this fight as I was saying Conor McGregor is labeled as the king and I think that they want Conor McGregor to to fight three times this year they would love three pay-per-views that do between 1.5 million and 2 million buys and that will require Conor McGregor to fight three times but if Conor's going to fight three times he's going to need to keep winning so with that said I don't think UFC would put Connor in there with someone they believe could beat him. And in combat sports, we don't often see trilogies. We don't see trilogies. We do see rematches. And often the rematch has won, is won by the same person. Now, there's no doubt, there's no doubt whatsoever that Dustin Poirier has improved. He's improved significantly. But has he improved enough to overcome the, the deficit that was there last time he fought Conor McGregor. Because Conor McGregor won that fight convincingly. And has Dustin Poirier found a way to overcome the way he was beaten? Because he was beaten easily. He was beaten at range. He couldn't get on the inside. And as soon as he tried to get in the inside, he was tagged and he was floored. And he was pounded into the ground and the fight was stopped inside one round. And Conor McGregor has finished inside one round in 63% of his professional fights. They finished with a round one TKO KO. So he is the one to three favorite to win this fight again. It's five to two on Dustin Poirier. Conor McGregor is available at eight to 13. A really, really good price, I think, there to win this fight TKO KO because I think that is his only route to victory. So I wouldn't be taking Connor as a 1-3-300 to three minus 300 favourite when the knockout is available very close to minus 150. 16-1 to one for Connor via submission and 7-1 to one for him to get this via a decision. Poirier is 9-2 to two for the knockout, 10-1 to one on the submission and 6-1 to one via a decision. I just... Don't see this fight going to the scorecards. I think even if Poirier's game plan is to ride out the first couple of rounds and hope that Connor gasses and hopes to take him out and, and win rounds three and four, I think he can do more than that. I think he can get the finish in rounds three or four, or even round five, if it gets that far. But I just don't think it will. I think Connor's fight, first two rounds, Poirier's fight, if it goes any longer than that. And that makes it sound very 50-50. That makes it sound like there's a clear game plan for, for Dustin Poirier right out of the two rounds and it's yours. It's much, much easier said than done. Surviving 10 minutes in the octagon with a precision striker like Conor McGregor 
isn't going to be that easy. And um, the round odds totally reflect that. So over 0.5 rounds, so over two and a half minutes, is available at one to five. But then when you're looking at the over-unders for round five, it's bang even. Under 1.5 rounds is available at 10 to 11. And over 1.5 rounds is available at 10 to 11. Again, I think if you like Connor to win this fight, it might be worth taking the under 1.5. As we move up, under one under 2.5 rounds is available at 1 to 2. Over 2.5 rounds is available at 6 to 4. Under 3.5 rounds is available at 1 to 3. Over 3.5 is available at 9 to 4. Under 4.5 is available at 1 to 4. Over 4.5 is available at 11 to 4. And for the fight to go to distance, yes, that here is available at 7 to 2 with no at 1 to 5. So I'm not exactly making a bold prediction here by saying I don't expect the fight to go to distance, but I'm clearly saying it's Connors in the first two. And it's Pore after that. So you may want to look at in plays here. If uh, Connor does not knock him out in those first couple of rounds, and we do see a round three, even if there's damage being done, even if Connor has significantly won the first two rounds with his striking, you're still advised to take Dustin Poirier in the in play market because I think that he will be able to take those rounds. But my my play for this would be the the obvious. I think Conor McGregor via TKO KO will be the way that this this finishes. Uh, fight wise, Conor McGregor's style is a mystery that a lot of opponents have failed to crack, other than one or two. The Khabib Nurmagomedov obviously squashed Conor McGregor, and that was a devastating performance. That was one of the biggest plays we ever had at um, at LockBain.com, a four-unit play on Khabib, because I was completely convinced that he would take Conor apart exactly as he did. I think the best way to describe Conor's style is like a snooker player building a break, always looking further ahead. And obviously, that's very, very rare in a hell for leather sport like this, but that's what he does. He throws one strike to set up another with a pause in between in order to plan out the next three or four strikes that will follow. So that gives you an explanation as to why the data says Conor McGregor actually only averages 5.43 significant strikes per minute. Combine this with the fact that he possesses notoriously powerful strikes, a vastly underrated ground game because Khabib Nurmagomedov, despite the fact that he squashed Conor, Conor McGregor stuffed a lot of takedowns in that fight. So adding all that together, you obviously have a ridiculously dangerous opponent. I'm not a big fan of Conor McGregor. I don't put him anywhere near that GOAT conversation, but I can respect the fact that he's made himself the number one draw in the sport. And you can't just do that with trash talking you have to back that up in the octagon and he has backed it up in the octagon but when he's come up against opponents that posed him significant threats like Khabib's wrestling he's he's lost he's quit he's quit in the octagon if he hasn't been able to stop opponents early Connor has notoriously quit other than the one exception which was the fight against Diaz which went to the cards and Connor won controversially because a lot of people had him losing so here in this particular fight as much as we can delve into the mind of Conor McGregor and predict how he'll go about it, I think people should probably expect McGregor to come out aggressively. Hence his uh, prediction that he's going to finish it in one round. And he'll try to tempt Poirier into a brawl. Once Poirier starts swinging, if he gets sucked into that, McGregor will slip and count uh, putting Poirier down. And um, it's a strong fancy that he'll finish, opponent, he'll finish his opponent and finish him early. So that's what Poirier does doesn't want to get sucked into. And that 
will probably categorically be Conor McGregor's game plan to, to draw Poirier into a brawl where he is the far superior striker. And if Poirier avoids that, if Poirier can remain standing for, for 10 minutes and hasn't taken too much damage, he's a great pick here to, to win the fight. He represents great value. I just don't know if Dustin Poirier can resist that tear up with Conor. I've never had him down as, as a patient technical fighter. I know Dustin Poirier likes to go in there and bang. And if you go and do that against Conor McGregor, you're going to come up short because he is the best striker in this division and he will put you down. And that's how I'm predicting the fight will go. I don't think he'll be able to handle Conor's pressure. I don't think he'll be able to get in the inside and, and counter at Conor's range. And I think this is a, a cherry pick fight that Conor McGregor can win. As much as Dustin Poirier has improved over the years, I don't see it being too different to, to the first fight. As I said, they want Conor McGregor to fight three times this year. They want those pay-per-view numbers. This guy collectively, across three pay-per-views this year, can add 5 million buys, 5 million buys to the UFC kitty. And that's exactly what they want. I don't think they'll put him in there with an opponent they think he could lose to. I think this would be a significant, significant upset. Don't necessarily agree with the one to three because of the timeout, but timeout doesn't seem to affect Conor McGregor at all. I'm not putting too much weight into that win over Donald Cerrone because Donald Cerrone is a bit of a washed up fighter, but notoriously, no pun intended. Conor McGregor hasn't really been a victim too much of octagon rust. He always seems to come out looking good, at least for the first couple of rounds. And I think the first couple of rounds is all he's going to need here to put down Dustin Poirier tonight in this one. One thing I'll finish up with um, in terms of this fight. If you are looking to bet on Poirier tonight, then you're better off waiting because there is a trend of Conor McGregor becoming an even more substantial favourite after the opening lines are released and then even more so as casual interest starts to put money down nearer the fight. So if you're looking to bet Poirier, it's more than likely that you can get him at around about plus 300 which is a, a 3% edge compared to the projections for this fight, the realistic projections for this fight. But uh, I would still be hesitant myself to pull the number on that because I just don't see Poirier getting out of these first two rounds. Um, I'm not a Conor McGregor fanboy at all. I try to be clear when I have any bias and um, maybe betting on or against it. So while both men have made massive strides as fighters, in all areas of the game since the first encounter in 2017. And, and Connor even closed that fight as a minus 280 favourite. Favorite. I just don't see this rematch playing out any differently. If you are betting the Poirier side, you're looking at, number one, him being the larger man. Number two, him being the better grappler. Number three, showing improved durability. And number four, having the better gas tank. There's actually no significant proof that Poirier's stamina is actually better than McGregor's. He was actually pretty winded, in my opinion, in the championship rounds against Dan Hooker in June. I also want to point out, I want to move off this fight now, but I also want to point out, he's continually clipped by, by fighters. He's continually clipped, and he's able to survive against the likes of, of Hooker. Conor McGregor's a different level striker. Conor McGregor carries a different level of power and Dustin doesn't have the offense to wrestle him and tire him out. And as I said earlier, Conor McGregor's grappling defense is decent. He's got 70% takedown defense. He's come a long way. He survived four rounds with Khabib. He denied four out of seven takedown attempts. And, um, and Poirier's entries against Dan Hooker, he hit one out of seven. 
So he's not even anywhere close to Khabib Namegamadov. You can make up narratives here for why Connor can lose his fight, but I'm not following in following any of them. I'm not really uh, bought into any of them. So I am going to take Connor here via TKOKO at eight to thirteen. I just wanted to make that point. If you do like Poirier, wait till later on in the fight because I do think Connor will move to an even more significant favorite, possibly minus four hundred or even shorter, and you will be able to pick up Poirier around about three to one plus three hundred if you wait till later on tonight. Before we move on to the co-main, I wanted to just address one of those uh, narratives about, about Conor McGregor. I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter about the way Conor has conducted himself this week, namely his uh, his press conference where he's been very, very cool, calm, composed, mature, complimenting Poirier, no trash talking at all. And, and people are a little bit concerned about that. They, they're talking about Conor maybe not having any any fire for this fight. I'm not reading into that at all. I think that this is mind games in itself. Everybody's expecting Connor to do what Connor does. He's done that throughout his entire career, but he didn't do it against Cowboy and he doesn't and he hasn't done it here. And look what happened to Cowboy Cerrone. So I don't get how guys are turning that into a narrative. Look, this fight was set up on Twitter. Uh, Dustin Poirier does a lot of charity work. I think it would turn Conor McGregor into the absolute bad guy if he'd started to personally attack Poirier. He's already made his prediction. He's already done his Mystic Max, Mystic Max stuff that he's going to do it in round one. I think that that's enough to get inside Poirier's head. And maybe this this um, politeness and this different version of Conor is getting inside Poirier's head anyway. I just don't know, but I just wouldn't read too much into it. I wouldn't pick against somebody because they're coming in and conducting themselves like a normal human human being during fight week. I'm just going to play you an extract of that so um, you can familiarise yourself with what I'm talking about in case you haven't heard anything from Conor McGregor this week. Here's a little bit of audio for you. Every fight is, a, is a, a chip on my shoulder. I'm trying to prove something. I'm trying to... Uh, the work that I put in, I'm trying to make it pay off. I'm trying to put my family in a better position. And this is no different. I know what a win over Conor McGregor means in combat sports. And I know that whoever wins this fight is fighting for gold. And that's why I fight. Fair enough. Thank you, Dustin. And just one last one for, for Dana, please. Dana, obviously, this is a massive uh, pay-per-view. Uh, sir, you've got the hot sauce, Dustin. I'm actually very... Ex- I, I wanna, I'd love to taste the hot sauce. I got a bottle for you. I appreciate that. I've got a bottle of proper for you. I'd love to share that. That's So, you know what I mean? He's putting in the work. I've been highly impressed. I think the whole business has been highly impressed. After that loss, many, many years ago, he rose up, became champion. He's given so much back. I'm honored to share this octagon with this man. I know we have this competitive fire, and it's still there. There's still that, ah, in us, you know. There's no denying that. We, we have a clash, and it's going to be a good firework-filled belt. Um, but the respect is admirable for this man from me. I, I uh, don't want to make it seem like we're up here giving each other back massages, but Connors, I just want to clear the air. Connors' team, uh, McGregor Sports Entertainment, did reach out to my foundation, and they are, uh, you know, starting the donation to the Good Fight Foundation, and we have huge, huge plans for that. So, Connor, man to man. Pleasure, brother. My pleasure. Thank you. You're going to help a lot of people yes, with that. Yes, and you, you. Maybe you can help with the distribution deal for the hot sauce. Of course, of course, no problem. I got a taste of force, though. You know, I don't put my name to something unless it's the proper, you know what I mean? Unless it's the finest. I got you. You'll taste it Sunday morning, then I'll give you a bottle after, yeah? It's perfect. Um, I've enjoyed listening to you talk about, you know, getting the frame right for 155. And um, it struck me that it's, it's kind of crazy that you've only competed there twice. You've been in the UFC for, what, seven years? You've only competed at 155 pounds twice. Is that your ideal weight class, do you think? Do you think that's where you operate at the highest level? 
I've done pretty good in all the other ones as well. You know, I've done good in them all. I've not secured knock. I've secured belts in multiple divisions, and I've secured knockout victories in multiple divisions. Um, I do feel great at this weight, but you know, whatever I commit to, I feel great at. You know, I've, when I do the welterweight bouts, I feel great. I feel strong and big. I still feel this now. You know what I mean? I, I feel fast also. So I'm excited to get in and showcase it. Um, like you said, I have not had that much uh, fights at 155 pounds in the UFC division or in the UFC, and. I'm eager to put in a stint to get a run going, you know, like I done with the featherweights. I think I went seven or eight fights within the space of a year and a half. You know, that's that's what I'm looking for here. If they can match me up, I know now we've got multiple opponents up on the dais already, so we're in a good spot. And I'm eager to get going and showcase. I feel this is the best I am I have ever been for sure, and I'm at 155 pounds. But you know, if I go back to 170 pounds, you best believe that'll be the best I'll be at also. So. It is what it is. Fair enough. Dane, I just want to ask you, like I said, I mean, this is a huge pay-per-view event to kick off the year. Uh, you kind of stirred the pot a little bit with the uh, the piracy, the online streamers. They, they want to come after you and, and yeah. give this thing away. So oh. any, reg any regret? No, kind no, of maybe no, stirred no, the no, pot no. a little bit? I'm glad you asked me about that because um, we got one. We got one. We're watching this guy right now. All you have to do is turn it on on Saturday. And we got you, fucker. I can't wait. Turn it on on Saturday, streamers, and see what happens. Thank you for asking me that question. Had to sneak in that comment there at the end uh, from Dana White. The guy's hilarious, continues to be hilarious. And um, I had to get that little bit of a comment in. But you can see what I mean. And you can see what everybody's talking about in terms of that not being your standard Conor McGregor. But I'm not going to read too much into it as I handicap the, the main event fight. Moving on to the co-main event, we have Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler where this was a pick and fight originally, but now Hooker has moved to the 4-5 favourite with Michael Chandler available here at evens. Hooker is 2-1 via TKO KO, 10-1 submission, and 10-3 via a decision. Michael Chandler, 9-2 via TKO KO, 9-1 submission, and 5-2 via a decision. When you're looking at the over-under rounds here, just a three-round fight, so over 0.5 rounds is 1 to 9. Under 0.5 rounds, which is 2.5 minutes. Under 2.5 minutes is 5 to 1. Under 1.5 rounds is available here at 6 to 4. Over 1.5 rounds here is available at 4 to 7. I do like that bet, even though it's slightly chalky in short odds. Uh, under 2.5 here is available at 5 to 6. And over 2.5 here is available at 5 to 6. And if you want the extra 2.5 minutes, you get some solid value here because going the distance, yes, is 6 to 5. And going the distance, no, is available here here at 8 to 13. I think this fight will go the distance and I just see Dan Hooker getting the win here against Michael Chandler. I agree with that line movement. There is a possibility for me that, that Hooker could actually win this via TKO KO. But I'm going to stick on the safe side and just take Hooker here on the money line at 4-5. to five. Chandler's making his UFC debut here, but it's in a massive fight after being on top of Bellator or near the top of Bellator in this division for over a decade. He's now come to the UFC, but he's fighting against Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker's just come off a fight of the year candidate against Poirier. And even in that loss, his stock has risen to an all-time high, which is why he's in the co-main event here of a Conor McGregor card. I think it should be a really good fight, high-paced fight. It should be close. If Chandler mixes in his wrestling... 
That will be his best path to a victory here if he can get that in, if he can get that involved. I think wrestling's the only advantage that I give him. I think Hooker is far more dangerous on his feet and he's probably more dangerous on the mat. I also think Hooker will be able to to land more strikes and if the fight is kept standing, that's why I think he'll edge it out here on the scorecards. I do think he'll be able to get the finish. Um, I think he's fought much better competition over the years than Chandler, but obviously Chandler, we've not seen him in the UFC. I just think it's difficult to, to take him here at such close odds if he was a significant underdog it might be worth a shout so I totally agree with this line movement I think Hooker should be an even more significant favorite he has more paths to victory thinking win via TKO I expect him to grind out a decision I expect him to win a striking fight here on the cards but I'm going to take Dan Hooker here in a co-main event on the money line here at four to five up next we look at Joanne Calderwood here versus Jessica I where Calderwood is the narrow favourite here at five to six. Jessica I is available at evens. When you're looking at a method of victory, Calderwood seven to one at TKO KO, 14 to one submission and six to five to win this via a decision. Jessica I is seven to one TKO KO, 12 to one via submission and 13 to eight here via a decision. The decision prices are obviously a lot shorter. So obviously, you know where I'm going here with the total rounds market. Under 0.5 is 12 to one. That's a finish in the first two and a half minutes. Over 0.5 is one to 50. Uh, under 1.5 is available here at nine to two. Over 1.5 here is available at one to seven. Under 2.5 here is available at 5 to 2. Over 2.5 here is available at 2 to 7. Will the fight go the distance? Yes is available at 2 to 5. And no is available at 2 to 1. I think that 2 to 5 is probably the safest bet on the card because this one is going to the scorecard. It's just a case of really who do you like? Do you like Calderwood or do you like Jessica I? I lean towards Calderwood. Again, I agree with her being the narrow favourite. This is mainly going to be another striking matchup and it will be eyes boxing against Calderwood's kicks, Calderwood's motai. I think Calderwood is better and she's more dangerous on the feet. I think she's a better striker and she has higher volume. And if you're going to the scorecards, I think the volume is going to be key. That's why I think she will win a decision. I definitely don't see a finish. It's always scary though, trusting the judges. We've seen some ridiculous decisions. So just be wary when you're taking points and follow the in-play market. So it's because if you do take Calderwood here and, um, the commentators have given it the first couple of rounds, which tends to influence the books. And you've got a four to one hedge, for example, on I to then win the fight outright. Take the hedge. Don't allow yourself to be outraged by this UFC, by these UFC judges. Um, I think this is this is going to be a fight where where leg kicks are going to be a large percentage of the volume here, and I just see Calderwood just doing more and impressing the judges more and catching their eye more. No pun intended. She's fighting Jessica I. Catch the judge's eye. Anyway, um, I, I think, as I said, leg kicks are going to be the key. Volume is going to be the key. I think the judges will be more impressed what Calderwood's doing. And I think she'll win here decision, win a decision here in this one. Up next, we have another women's fight here on the card. And it's Amanda Rebus versus Marina Rodriguez, where Rebus is a significant favorite here at one to three with Marina Rodriguez as a five to two underdog. Rebus is 15 to two to win this via TKO KO. Three to one via submission and even money to win a decision here. 
at eight to one on Rodriguez, twenty-two to one on the submission, and nine to two via a decision. I think Rebus is going to to win this fight. The only thing that you're deciding here is whether you want to take her via submission or via a decision. Sorry, I didn't cover the the total rounds. Let's just run through those. We'll only start under and over one point five. Under one point five is three to one. Over one point five here is two to nine. Under 2.5 is 15 to 8. Over 2.5 is 1 to 2. Will the fight go to distance? Yes, that's available here at 4 to 7. And will the fight go to distance? No, that's available here at 4 to 5. I think the fight will go to distance. Yes, I do think that Rebus will win by decision. I'm not too worried about her getting a submission here. I think Marina Rodriguez can avoid that. Rodriguez is... One of the best strikers in MMA. She's one of the best strikers in all of MMA. But her issue is she can't stop any takedowns. And of course, Rebus is one of the most well-rounded fighters. She can hang on her feet, so she's not going to be overwhelmed on her feet. And she will be able to score enough takedowns here to, to win the rounds. I think Rodriguez gets the striking edge, but Rebus has a massive edge on the ground, which is why you're seeing this kind of line. Uh, we've seen Rebus stopped in the past by strikers that in my opinion are probably worse than marina rodriguez but i think she's going to be aware of that people don't tend to make the same mistake over and over again and i think she'll be sticking to trying to secure multiple takedowns and trying to win a clear decision here obviously she'll be looking for the submission on the ground which as i said is my one worry but i think rebus here even money manages to to win a decision here over marina rodriguez here in this one so that is your, your UFC main card here. The lock here for this show, I don't, I don't think you can look past Conor McGregor winning this fight via TKO KO, especially as that's moved in from 8 to 13. Originally, it was much closer to, to minus 200, but I actually think you're getting value on that now. Um, I just don't think that Dustin Poirier can avoid a tear-up here. Conor wins a tear-up. I don't think you should be overly worried if you haven't got this cashed by round one, because obviously Poirier is going to be somewhat cautious. He'd be stupid not to. But if there's not a lot of striking, then Conor McGregor's conserving his energy anyway. And Conor McGregor doesn't throw a whole ton of significant strikes that we covered earlier. So he'll still be fresh for round two and maybe even round three. But I think eventually he gets him and Conor McGregor here by TKO Kara 8-13 is a lock for this edition of The Fight Show. That's it for me. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter, and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, now at your local Honda dealer.